Sam, how important is credit when you're buying a house? Credit is like almost the more, most important thing when you're buying a house. <laughs> Definitely is. Now, that's such a, like a, a broad question. I mean, there's so many things that you could be talking about when you're asking about credit. You could be talking about the score itself. You could be talking about your debt to income ratio because the accounts you have on your credit directly impact your debt to income ratio. Um, you could be talking about your overall credit profile. Sometimes people have a, a sufficient credit score. All right, score. Let, let, me, let me stop before you get in your, get in your credit rabbit hole like you always do. <laughs> Somebody that's trying to improve their credit right now, what's the biggest impact they can make on their credit? Well, Mike, I really want to give you the hour-long answer. <laughs> no, no. We got to keep it short. <laughs> All right. The quickest way to improve your credit score if you're trying to purchase a home is to lower your revolving account utilization rates on your credit. What's a good utilization rate? 30% or less is a general rule of thumb. But if you have been pushing your utilization rates across your revolving accounts for, you know, all year or something like that, mm-hmm. get that number down, you know, 10%. The lower you get it, the better. Um, but 30% is a general rule of thumb. So if you have a, a limit of $1,000, get your balance down to $300 or less. And the big thing is keep it at that. Don't pay it down to $300 balance and then go charge everything back up to 1000 <laughs> because. We've we seen it. We see it all the time. All the time. That's why I say that. Uh, we we really want to make sure that your reported balance per month to the credit bureaus is 30% of your limit or less on your credit accounts, which are your revolving accounts. So let, let's talk about that real quick. The difference between installment versus revolving. Mike, do you know the difference? Do I? Yeah. Installment, like <laughs> say personal loan, car loan, those are installment loans versus credit cards that are, you know, you, you use them, you pay them down, you use yep. them more. The balances are different every month and right. payment is different based on balance or, but with an installment account, like an auto, it's just a, the same payment every month set to be paid off in five years or three years or whatever it is. But your revolving accounts have the biggest impact on your mortgage credit right. score. I recently, recently paid off one of my autos and uh, my, my score dropped. That can happen sometimes. Yeah. Super frustrating. Like, Hey, I, I thought I was being responsible. I paid off early. Why, why, why did I take a hit? It may bounce back from them. Oh Yeah. But at, at the moment, Still it a little frustrating. dropped it down. I've, I've had clients talk about that too. That, oh, I just paid off my car. Why did my score go down? And um, that can happen. But the biggest advice I tell people is to get your credit card balances down for sure. Yeah. And if you don't have a credit card, um, you might see that your credit score is not moving very quickly. So maybe you just have a car loan and that's the only thing on your credit. And you could even be paying extra on that auto loan every month and not seeing your score go up. Um, that is a common thing that happens when you don't have a revolving account. So it is important to have an installment account and a revolving account if possible so that you can see those score jumps. So somebody with no credit, you suggest having, not getting, going, going, getting a car loan, but going to open up a credit card to establish that credit. Yep. Go go get a secured credit card to establish your first credit account as opposed to a car loan. Keep that utilization under 30%, hopefully lower, but don't go over that 30%. Exactly. When you got, especially if it's your first card, that's that's the only thing you're going to be rated on. Oh, geez. So keeping that utilization at that 30% or less is going to be super key for you so that you have a, a pretty good score when it reports. Credit's such a funny thing. So Michaela, my my oldest daughter, yeah, she uh, I, I put her on as a writer on a couple of my cards when she was 16. And then, you know, she had that, that those, you know, trade lines on her account. So when she turned 18, we applied for her first credit card on her own. Navy Federal gave her twelve grand. Oh her my first goodness! Credit card. 
Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Credit is funky. I, is. I my little sister, um, she when she got her first credit card. So I think I I had been like graduated from college, working for maybe two or three years, like not a long time. I didn't make great income, but I was making more income than her. She was in college. Mm -hmm. She applies, same thing, gets a credit card. Her limit was not 12 grand. I don't remember what it was, but it was more than mine by like five grand. And I'm like, she doesn't even work, but she had a good credit score. Um, So the system is just, it's funky how they determine what you're going to be approved for, what the limit's going to be, and all that type of thing. It is, and it can be dangerous if you're not you know, responsible. You can definitely get yourself into some trouble. Oh, yeah. She might have got approved for a $12,000 limit, but hopefully right. dad was over there saying, hey, yeah, don't you don't do have 12000 yeah. Don't go spend money when you're sad. No. You only get sadder when that bill comes. And credit card interest is very high. Oh, my gosh. So, Forget about it. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. You don't really want to be carrying balances on your credit card if you don't have to. Right. And it should be a focal point. If you have carried a balance because something happened, life circumstances, life happens. life happens and that, you know, it's totally okay. But trying to get back on your feet and making sure you're focused on getting that paid down, that's huge. What, what I've also seen in, in past month or so with some different applicants is they have a lot of money saved up, but they're also carrying a bunch of revolving debt. Like it doesn't make sense to keep saving all this money if you have this revolving debt. Wipe that revolving debt off so you're not paying that interest that, interest that keeps compounding every month. So oh, yeah, I, I've seen that on my end really as well. focus on on saving after that. Yep. I've definitely seen that. I've seen clients that, that did a great job saving money and they were so focused on saving money, even like to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've, you know, saved plenty for their down payment and closing costs. And I pulled their credit and we're, we're still not in a great position. And mm. it's like, Hey, you got all this money paid down these credit cards. Yeah. Plus you're paying a lot of interest on them, but it'll help our debt to income ratio, help your scores all around. And um, I've seen that quite a bit as well. Yeah, just wish wish schools. I mean, not knocking schools. My wife's a teacher, and she does a great job. But they they really should just have more real world. They should stuff like credit, taxes, etc. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of education in the schools for uh, personal. I think there's been some improvements over the past couple of years, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think we do we could do a lot better. Yeah, I I don't remember learning about credit when I was in high school or college. No. I knew nothing about credit and I mean, I learned on my own, but I how to balance a checkbook. I remember that. That's, that's about oh, it. Yeah, but I remember a lot, that a lot of use well. that is, I mean, I haven't wrote a check in years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so old school. I like to write checks. Oh, are you serious? Oh, you yeah. would. <laughs> Gosh, how annoying. I don't know. I like it. It just. What do you write a check for? All sorts of stuff. Like what? Like the deli? Like my property taxes or like bills. Mm hmm. Just normal stuff. I pay all my bills online, Sam. I don't. My taxes come I mean, out. I don't write checks all the time, but at least like once a month, I write a check for something. So weird. It's such an old school thing to do. I don't feel like it. You're not at like Walmart checking out, like writing a check, are you? No. Okay. That's really going to get Not you. that bad. Just here and there. All right. That's okay, I guess. Or if it's a donation to a cause, write a check. Respect. Can't knock that. Clearly, Sam's a check veteran slash check. You know, don't judge, Mike. Just a check fan. I'm just not. I'm like, I just like to swipe or enter in my numbers. Just keep it moving. Not me. Do you have your debit card memorized? No. You don't. I am so impressed by people who have their cards memorized. This guy does. You know your I debit. Do. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I would not have guessed. You can't even remember a memory card oh, for gosh. shooting video. 
it's one of those things. I just muscle memory, I guess. Wow. Yeah. No, I am always impressed when people, their bank account numbers, like people sometimes yeah. know all that stuff offhand. I don't know any of that. I know my routing number and my debit card number, but not, not my account number. And no, so I do funny. not know my card number. Why? <laughs> it's not even something you ever read. You always swipe. So how do you even know it? I feel like ordering some online. Like I don't want to have to go search for my wallet. <sighs> wow. Well, I guess I Navy feds numbers are, they're pretty like, I think the first eight are usually pretty close. So <laughs> it's just the other eight after that. <laughs> well, I don't carry a purse. Typically I have my Shocker. wallet on my phone, like on the back of it. So I always have my card on me. You got a you got a wallet phone oh case? Phone. Well, yeah, because I don't carry a purse. So how am I ever how supposed to be able to pay for something? Stop it! <laughs> Just these because like, my style isn't like everybody else's these does are not old people mean attributes anything. I wouldn't expect. Oh you're, my you're goodness! You're younger than me. You're well, supposed to be cooler than me. I am not a stylish person, so oh. therefore I don't carry purses. So funny. I have a backpack, which makes me young because backpacks are like for kids. Are you one strapper or two strapper? Two strapper, of course. Respect. Yes. Two straps. And I always have to have my laptop on me. That's why I carry a backpack. But I'm not going to carry a backpack and a purse. (laughs) That's kind of pointless, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just too many things to keep track of. So (laughs) getting back out of the rabbit hole that Sam took us down with their check scenarios. No, you're the one that called me out, but we can move on. But what's a good healthy mix for, for credit? Like somebody should have, say, an installment loan, a credit card, mortgage. Like what's a good healthy balance you would... I think that is there, is there a typical formula. So I like to keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all sorts of extravagant formulas out there that people could use, but you honestly you don't need to be extreme to have a good credit score. Keeping it simple, such as w- one installment account, mm-hmm. um, auto loan, and one revolving account, is sufficient for you to establish a score and have a pretty good score. And then once you purchase your home, which everybody should do as quickly as they can, um, that's three trade lines. And then you should just stick with those three trade lines. I think sometimes, um, you know, maybe your score could improve at a quicker pace or you could have a better mix if you maybe had one more credit card or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I think that that opens the door for things to get a little more messy or remember what your plan was or what was your limit on this card versus the other card. Um, when you have too much going on, I think it's harder to stick with it. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I like to keep things simple, simple thing. One card, just choose one, you know, flight miles or what's your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an installment and then your mortgage. So three is perfect. And I've done a lot of loans for people who, who have exactly what we just talked about and they are 800 right. or 740 or, you know, plenty good credit scores. And, on that, you know, a lot of people think they have to have an 800 credit score to be a, a top tier client. Sure. If you're over a 780, you're pretty much top tier. It doesn't really matter if you're 780 or 800, but. Mm-hmm. Definitely strive for it though. Oh yeah. Credit's so crucial in life. Credit is so crucial. Let's talk about a myth. Um, what's something that you've heard people say about credit that that you've been able to help them realize isn't necessarily true? I guess um, having an assortment of credit cards is what a lot of people think. So they they want to get a, a they'll have a secure usually secure card to start off to build mm-hmm. their credit, and then they'll get a credit card for miles or through one of them other miles or one of the other perk cards, and then they'll uh, did I say department so department store secured, and then one of those reward style cards, and they they think that having an abundance of these cards really helps their their overall outlook. But what I tend to see is people get these cards and they they use them, 
they'll forget their wallet at home and that's used because a lot of these stores, you just tell them your, your info and they, they can, and they use, can still yeah, you know, you, you put can it on it. there. So they get themselves into trouble doing that. So it's definitely unfortunate. And another myth is credit karma is not a good source for your credit score. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. I, I always feel bad when someone think, or they'll tell me, Hey, I've got a 700 credit score. I'm sure of it. Credit mm-hmm. karma says so. You pull it to 650. Dang it. It's 50 <laughs> points different than what they thought it was going to be. And that happens a lot. It's never higher. It, I've seen it higher like Have you really? once or twice, like never, but not often. I mean, it's typically lower. You are correct. But I have seen it higher once or twice. I've seen it off, like even up to a hundred points. One oh, it's always other. off. Yeah. <laughs> it's always off, but it typically is lower on the mortgage end than it is on uh, That'd be a good karma. surprise if it was, it was off and it was lower than anticipated, but. Well, I think the the important thing like to kind of know too, as far as that goes, like if you're looking at your score on a consumer reported app is that there's really no way of knowing your mortgage credit score without it being checked for a mortgage because the algorithm is different. Yeah. You know, the scoring algorithm mm -hmm. varies depending on what you're applying for. Yeah. It depends if you're getting a car, uh, credit card mortgage. Yeah. They all pull from different versions of the the three bureaus and it's yeah it can be frustrating. So it's a, it can be frustrating it's not a super simple formula or um so i yeah definitely take your score on credit karma with a grain, grain of salt for sure Free information is not always good information no <laughs> but it gives you a gauge because there's always that suspense of like where's my score how sure. am i doing so it's you know it's not necessarily a bad thing to see your score on not, credit card. Not knocking. There's a lot of good information on on, yeah. on the app, you know. Not not, but the score wise, you know, just understand that it's probably not very accurate. Yeah, it's going to be different when you actually go out in the field to get a new credit account for sure. So speaking of, I, I mentioned my daughter. So Lily, she just turned thirteen. She turned two. She'll be fourteen this year. Okay, in, in a couple months, and uh, she got her first two credit cards. Uh, That's well, all, they, they can get credit cards that young. Yeah, Amex and some visas allow thirteen is the the minimum. Do the parents have to go on it with them? Well, that she's writing on um. Two oh, of my accounts, so oh, I see, I see. So she's on there as an authorized user. Two accounts I never use, so she'll just have that history. So so she'll be set when she's eighteen. Yeah. She'll get approved for whatever she needs. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe Phil will probably give her twenty grand. <laughs> Compared to Kayla. That's awesome. No, that's so good that you know you have you're able to do that for your kids and stuff. It really helps you coming out with a good credit score when you're getting going in life is it it's such a such a know, big help. Yeah, you get ahead so quickly. Mm-hmm. So definitely excited about that. So oh, maybe she'll really she'll cool. buy a house sooner than uh you know some people have to wait to try to work on their credit, which is you know the the goal because we all want to. Yeah. I wish I bought my house for house first house sooner. Oh yeah. How old were you about your first house? I th- I I think I was twenty two or twenty three. Twenty two or twenty three. It's twenty six. Okay, so, so I I beat you. Yeah, you win. I win. You lost because you still use checks, but whatever. <laughs> What's I win because what? I I was in the market earlier to start building equity. This one. All right, you win. What's what's the young? I'm curious. What's the youngest person you've ever done a loan for? Oh, I think my record age. I I think it was 19. Mine's 19 as well. I was so impressed. You already tied me. Yeah. <sighs> it was my first deal. It just took, is, is new construction, so it took forever to close. So, oh, so she was able to. She was to. technically my first person I worked with. It just closed was months and months process? down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think 19 is the youngest. And I'm so impressed with people who can purchase a oh. home at 19. I, I would not have had the two-year work history required to purchase a home when I was 19. 
No. I was still eating peanut butter out of the jar with a spoon as a meal. That's I was strolling around college campus trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Just putting around? Just putting around. Golf pun? No, I was golfing. I was living on the golf course. <laughs> still, you know, just living it up. For sure. But uh, yeah, 19, like that is super impressive because buying a house, it's one thing to have a stable job, have a pretty good credit score, mm-hmm. but buying a home, when you go through the whole process, I mean, the, the requirements aren't necessarily super simple when you're that young. Um, that two-year work history right. is what would trip up most of the people that I've worked with when they're mm-hmm. 19. They would not have had the history required no. to get into a home yet. Not at all. But I, I know for my person, I think the parents definitely did the same thing I'm doing as far as setting them up mm-hmm. and then, you know, letting them save as well for that the closing costs, you know, right. slash down payment funds. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think that was the same scenario with the person you worked with or just? Very sim. Well, I would say it was very similar from a credit stance that they already did have established credit. And I'm, I'm going to guess, I would have to go back and look, but I would guess that they were probably piggybacked on their parents' cards mm-hmm. um, to have an established car or score. Because they only had a few accounts of their own and they were pretty modest with yeah. their credit. But again, you don't have to be super extravagant to sure. have a good score and a lendable credit profile. Mm-hmm. And um, they were very responsible with their credit. So that part was good. Yeah. So you're saying you could have a, a credit card with a limit of 500 bucks and you still have a, a pretty solid credit score as long as you're not racking it up to exactly 300, 400 bucks. Yes. Carrying that balance because that just kills you. It does. You can have a a limit of 500 and just charging 50 bucks or a hundred bucks and staying Mm -hmm. super low on your utilization rate. And you'll see that you can, you can really develop a very good credit score. So the biggest takeaway is just stay conservative, Mm -hmm. be responsible. Utilization rates, keep those as low as you can. That's going to be your quickest pathway to a higher mortgage credit score. And don't get that car loan if you're getting ready to buy a house. Don't do it. If you, if you can avoid it. I mean, life happens. We understand. We life happens there, for still. sure. Try to get into a, a modest payment if at all possible. If you do need a car and you're in a situation where you're not quite ready to buy a home, try to get a conservative payment so that it's you're still going to be able to buy a home even after you get the car. Regardless, come talk to us first. We'll make sure you're good. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll let you know what range your car payment should be in based on your income and the rest of the details. Right on. Love credit. Yeah. There, this topic... I could go on with credit forever and ever. But we're not. So. But so we're on that not. No, we're out. You're cutting me off. See you off? next time. Oh, no!